Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow, great to see you again. Critics agree, Loki season two is marvelous, great, and it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Whew, folks, we're back in action, sort of. C'était le match rouge et blanc aujourd'hui, the red and white game for the Montreal Canadiens. Hello and welcome to another special non-numbered episode of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habsize and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and there's one player that I want to talk about first. If the Montreal Canadiens management does not in the next 24 to 48 hours, march Owen Beck into a fucking conference room and give him an entry-level contract, I'm going to be pissed off. Not super pissed off, but a little bit, because I think he's done enough at this camp so far to earn that vote of confidence. He was all over that red and white game. For my money, best player on the ice, head and shoulders above everybody else. There were a lot of impressive performances, but his in particular, man. I mean, he had two assists just in the first period. Excellent transition play. Both of the assists were created by a just magnificent transition. I mean, he's taken the puck through all three zones. There's uh, another highlight that I'll put in there as well alongside of those two assists where he gets the puck below his own goal line. Like, he's battling for it, gets it, makes a nice move, skates the puck up out of the zone, makes a good transition pass, uh, creates a rush, for his team out of absolutely nothing. So the defensive play, the transition abilities, and the offense is coming along nicely. He's a guy who was basically in his rookie season last year in the OHL, uh, finished under a point per game by a pretty significant margin, wasn't the highest scoring player on his team, but he was extremely effective defensively, extremely effective in transition, and it felt like when you watched him that there was more to give offensively as well. And now we're starting to see that offense. Two assists just in the first period. He ended up getting a third assist on uh, the Arbor Jackeye goal in the three-on-three period. More on him later as well. Um, just an amazing game out of Owen Beck, man. The, again, you had multiple NHLers on the ice during that game. And for me, watching that game, I thought Owen Beck was the best player on the ice. So testament to what he's been able to do. And that brings me back to the entry-level contract. I really think they need to give him that vote of confidence. You already gave one to Philip Meshar. You already gave one to Yuri Slavkovsky. Give one to him too. 
you can always send him back to junior. There's nothing about the ELC that says, well, you're playing this year, right? All it says is, you know, we believe in you as a part of this team's future. And I think he's earned that so far. Um, super impressed with him. I look back now at my top 25 under 25 rankings. And I know you don't want to read too much into scrimmages and stuff like that. But I would, based just on what I've seen so far, I would bump him up. Uh, on my list I think I said that before um, when we were looking at the rookie tournament and how well he did there but at, at this point it's it's pretty clear they've gotten themselves a gem with the 33rd overall pick a lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter as well you remember that when the Habs put out their draft video one of their scouts was saying you know he'd bang the table for Owen Beck at 26 and apparently other teams were looking at him as high as 20th so the fact that the Habs managed to get him at 33rd and, you know, he looks this good this early in his career, man, I give him that ELC 100%. Uh, you take a look and see whether or not you have any space for him to stick around a little bit longer and play some real games. Maybe not, but it doesn't matter. The, the idea here is give, give him that small reward, right? Give him that little bit of extra motivation going back to the OHL. And then he's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on this year because I really think... You know, now that he's got a taste of pro hockey, sort of, and he's probably going to get some preseason games as well before he goes back at least, I, I think he's going to come out super motivated. And I think it's it's going to color the rest of his season, knowing that the team took him in the second round. They believe in him. They've already given him the ELC. He's got a, a, a at least somewhat of a future secured with the Montreal Canadiens at the professional level. And then he gets to go back and just cook in the OHL for a year. Uh, it, it's it's going to be fun watching some Mississauga Steelheads games because uh, I really think he's in for a bit of a breakout year. Uh, basically, this will be his sophomore season in the OHL uh, because last year, again, was basically his rookie year. It's it's going to be interesting to watch him, and I really think that a little bit more motivation in the form of an entry-level contract is in order here, and that's what I want to see. So coming up next couple of days, I'm really hoping that they go ahead and do that. Maybe they wait a little bit, <clears throat> let him get a preseason game or two in before they sign that ELC, but... For me, I was saying, man, you know, at the end of that game, I would have pulled him into a conference room and I would have given him the ELC right there and then. He looks great. And there was a lot of other uh, encouraging performances as well. Uh, I already mentioned Arbor Jackeye, so why not talk about him a little bit? He ended up getting a goal in the three-on-three period. Of course, Team Red was way out ahead, but they their third period was always going to be a five-minute three-on-three. They had that planned out from the start. And uh, great goal. He jumps into the rush with Joshua Huet. Joshua Huet, as he often does, uses the threat of his shot, kind of pulls it back like he's going to shoot, gets everybody believing that he's about to use that shot, and just slides a perfect pass over to Arbor Jackai. Arbor Jackai, up there, man. He also got an assist on uh, Jared Davidson's goal with a really good pinch. So he's showing a lot more offensive upside than we may have thought that he had. Of course, he had a pretty good offensive season last year with the Hamilton Bulldogs, but he was an older, much bigger guy. It, there was, you know, maybe some concern that he was only doing so well offensively because he was just head and shoulders above everybody else from a physical standpoint. Now we're seeing him with the Montreal Canadiens in training camp showing a lot more offensive upside than we maybe thought he would potentially have at the professional level. And I think this kid is trying his absolute best to earn himself a spot with the Montreal Canadiens on opening night. And I think he's on his way. I don't know who is really going to be on that opening lineup in terms of defense. Everybody's kind of been talking about it, trying to project it. And I think there's an opening there. 
I don't know how many rookies they're going to be interested in bringing up, though. I think Caden Gooley is right there, and I think they're definitely very interested in having him come up. But Jackye is is making the decision tough for them. He seems like he wants to be in the Tricolor on night number one. And if he keeps playing like this, he's going to make it hard for them to say no to him on that front. I mean, he's a big dude. He's willing to fight. Um, got a cannon for a slap shot. Jumps into the rush. Pretty responsible defensively. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to hold him out of the lineup if he keeps playing like that. And even if he doesn't make the Habs for opening night, which again, he seems intent on doing, I, I think he's going to be right there as one of the first call-ups. If anybody gets hurt, anybody's unavailable for any reason, I think he's one of the first names that they're going to call. Bring him up from Laval. And, you know, with again, the way he's playing, uh, I, I really think that he deserves that vote of confidence. And we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how the preseason shakes out um, because, again, as I mentioned, Caden Gooley is the other guy, the other rookie defenseman that's probably in line for some serious games with the Habs this season. He didn't play and is expected to play tomorrow night in the preseason opener against New Jersey. So it's going to be interesting to watch that battle and see which one of those two, if not both of them, end up earning themselves uh, a shot at the NHL. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Right, it's not, nothing set in stone at this point. It's just for me, I'm excited about the battle. I'm excited about watching these guys really try to prove themselves and really try to earn that spot. It's interesting to me, especially on a rebuilding team, to see how some of these young guys are, are trying to earn themselves a spot. Um, and I'm excited about that one. I think that uh, I, I, eventually I see both of those guys playing for the Habs. I don't know if it'll be this season or next year. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting when they do because those are two guys that can hit, two guys that like to jump into the rush offensively, and it's an exciting time. Exciting time. Now, who else played really well? Um, I, I guess I'd have to also talk about uh, Anthony Richard. Um, going back to Owen Beck, right, had two assists in the first period. Anthony Richard scored both of those goals. He is very fast. And he's a guy that you can ask Jared Book or Scott Matla from Eyes on the Prize as well. He was a pain in the ass for the Laval Rocket in the playoffs last year with Syracuse. And now he gets to be their pain in the ass. He's quick. Um, I think you can slot him in with almost anybody. I mean, they had him out there with Beck uh, and uh, Jesse Ulonen. And they looked great. And Richard did not look out of place whatsoever. So I think he's going to be an extremely useful player for the Laval Rocket. Uh, I think they're going to like him a lot. And we may have another guy there that challenges, pushes to be one of those call-up guys if and when the Montreal Canadiens need some extra bodies from their farm team. Uh, Really good game from him. Very impressed. Um, Definitely encouraged that the Laval Rocket are going to have some extra bodies that can really skate this year. And then we got to talk about uh, Caden Primo, right? Carey Price, we all know, there's a chance that he may never play again. The Habs are kind of scrambling at this point not necessarily scrambling it's it's a little bit early to scramble uh, but wondering at the very least who could be their next starting goaltender and for the longest time everybody has always believed that it would be Caden Primo I felt like he played really well in the one period that he played he played in the first period uh, the only goal that he let in for Team Red was uh, the weirdest goal ever it was like a flop shot by Brendan Gallagher that happened to go over his head off the bar and bounced over the line um, other than that he was pretty solid I think he he does need to control his movement a little bit. Like at one point he went across the crease, made a really nice save, but he kept sliding like all the way past his post pretty much. So he needs to get that under control a little bit. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be tough for him to 
make some of those secondary saves that are eventually going to be required of him. But overall, I thought he played really well. Only let in that one goal, and um, again, it was a flop shot by Brendan Gallagher. So kind of a you know freak goal more than anything. It wasn't really his fault. And last but certainly not least, uh, I was very, very impressed with uh, Xavier Simonot in that game. Um, he scored a wonderful goal. Uh, gets the puck up near the point, makes a move, comes in, uh, fires just a precise, low wrist shot, chicken wings. Uh, I think, who was in net at that point? Riley Mercer was in net for Team White. I think that goal made it like 6-2 to two for Team Red. Team Red really dominated this one. Um, but Xavier Simonot, man, that guy just has an endless gas tank, very high motor. He's another guy like Anthony Richard. They're going to love him in Laval. Again, another guy who might be pushing for that first call-up spot. It's going to be difficult to predict who gets called up if and when there's any injuries for the Montreal Canadiens. They've got quite a few guys in Laval this season who project to be in Laval at the very least who I could see coming up at any point and getting slotted into the Habs lineup. So really, these these battles, like I said, like the battle between uh, who, who's going to get one of those final spots on defense this season, there's going to be battles all season in Laval to see who's going to earn that first call-up spot. And then if somebody earns a call-up spot, they're going to be battling to stay in the lineup. I mean, the, the team's not expected to win a whole lot this season, but at the very least, we can get some wins in the form of players taking a step forward in their careers, showing a little bit of development, showing that you know we could get to a point where we have the depth to compete on a regular basis in a couple of years. I really think that the, the way that they've restocked the cupboard and from a prospect standpoint, we're going to have a pretty deep team in a couple of years. Some of these guys just aren't ready yet. Some of them need a little bit of time in Laval. Some guys are going to be going back to junior for the season. But this is a team that I, I think the, the rebuild's not going to take as long as some believe it is. And some of these performances by some of these young players at the rookie tournament during camp and then at the red and white game have really got me excited at the very least. Can't wait to see some preseason games. So I'm going to cut it off there because we are going to be right back with another episode tomorrow night after the preseason game against the Devils. We'll probably be seeing a couple of the same bodies that we saw today, but we're also definitely going to be seeing guys like Uri Slavkovsky, guys like Caden Gooley, who did not play today. Uh, we do expect to see them tomorrow night. So uh, should be interesting. Good time to get excited. Hockey's back. And what are we running? Uh, well, 14 minutes today, so since soirée. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.